0: Alright. Hey, good to see you all. I have been here quite a bit, usually at man camp, but I like uh, doing, you know, this too. So I, I want to get to know you over the next couple of days, so I got a, I got a real good memory. I, I have a peckable hearing. My name's Grant. On three, I want you to all just tell me your name. Ready? One, two, three. Got it. We're talking with you. A general rule is that when I come across a kid at camp that I've seen four or five times and I have a horrible memory, I say, what's going on, guy? So you're all, hey, guy, what's going on? Hey, buddy. Same with the girl. Hey, girl, how's it going, girl? Don't take it personal. I have a terrible memory. Anyway, we're going to get into God's Word uh, tonight. I'm I'm excited to be here. Uh, The theme is Let There Be Night, uh, Let There Be Light. Let there be light. give you a little bit of history on me, so a little shorter of a message tonight, just because I want to kind of get to know you, you get to know me. You, you know, you, you, you remember how like when you see somebody for the first time, you always have that first little, hmm. you know, I don't know if I like the way that guy looks, I'm not sure if I like his face. Well, so you're all looking at me you're like, I don't know if that guy like, he's got an attitude or I'm not the, I don't like how his ears are, Like, who's got, who does that haircut? So you know, you're all, you're all evaluating this guy, deciding if you know you like me or not, and I'm, I'm doing the same, I'm... I'm looking you over. So, we'll get to know each other. (laughs) I spent uh, 27 years youth pastoring. Uh, So most of my ministry of of 32 years of pastoring was in student ministry. Uh, A lot in California, did three years, uh, Central California, around the Kingsburg area. did three years in Indiana, and then I did 15 years in Huntington Beach. And I also planted a church down there about five years, loved surfing, most days, 75 degrees every day of the year. You got to go if you ever get a chance. Uh, God called me back to my hometown about eight years ago. Left all my kids there, so I got four kids, nine grandkids. I'm old. Like, my oldest grandson is a senior in high school this year. So, you know, I, have, I started having kids at like 12, you know. No, I'm, I'm way older than that. Anyway, so in, in my home community, I, I run the Landing, which is a student recovery uh, in Kingsburg, and then I'm the campus pastor at Emanuel Schools in Reedley, and then I run Regeneration Kingsburg, which is an adult 12-step discipleship, kind of through recovery of, of life issues. and I do a lot of counseling from third graders to 75-year-olds. So what I found over the last year in just talking with people and, and working with people is that fear is gripping people's hearts. We have, we have our outline, don't we, on the, on the screen? There it is, let there be light. So here's the title of tonight's message. God is our light when the darkness of fear overtakes us. God is our light when the darkness of fears overtake us. you ever been afraid of the dark? Anybody, just raise your hand, be honest. Afraid of the dark? Yeah. I I remember that when my oldest son was five, he was deathly afraid of the dark. Wait, let's let's do this one. How many are still afraid of the dark? See? So five years old, I go into his room. He's terrified of the dark. I turn the light on. It's okay, son. It's just nothing to be afraid of. Dad's right here. I'm in the room next door. I'm still in the room while standing by the light switch. I turn the light off, and he panics in fear. I'm still standing there. Something about it just being dark where you can't see, it just overtook him. And so life gets that way. What is it that you fear in your life? And and the answer for this last year might be different than in general. What what do we fear? A lot of fear out there. In talking with so many people from little kids to senior adults, fear is kind of moving in over our hearts and our lives, which is pretty common for the world we live in. But in Christ, it's not supposed to be that way. But a lot of times that it is. How you respond to fear really, that will determine how much power fear has over your life how you respond to the fear in your life. How has fear crippled you living the life that you want to live? Because it will do that to our lives. See, the devil wants to keep you in the darkness of fear, rob you of the life that Jesus has for you. So here's the title again, God is our light when the darkness of fear overtakes us. And then this is kind of the statement about it. So often we live under the cloud of depression and despair and anxiety with no hope, not even realizing that, the, that above the cloud is the shining light of the sun, S-U-N, and the sun, capital S-O-N. Right? Here's our scripture for tonight. It's the, it's the scripture of the weekend. We'll start with that one. It's your memory verse. Psalms 27.1. Think about King David. King David, running for his life, hiding in the mountains. He writes this phrase, this passage here. The Lord is my light, and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Interesting question. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? These are rhetorical questions. We'll get to what that means when he's saying he's not really asking the question. But here's what he says. Here's the thought about tonight that we got to get our focus off of us and off of God and onto God. Off of us onto God. You know, you, you wake up in the morning, have a foggy day schedule, and it's zero visibility. Anybody ever have a foggy day schedule at school? You got on the bus, your parents are you're driving, your white white and you can't see two lines. A fo- zero visibility. I've been through many days living in Kingsburg with zero visibility, foggy day schedule. But w- I know the whole time, though I can't see the sun in any way, I know the sun is above the fog. It's up there even though I have zero visibility. And when you're living in a life riddled with fear, w- uh, controlling your every move and thought, because of the overwhelming power that fear might have over you, we have to know that the God of our life is still above it all in charge. And David is expressing this in this psalm. Let's kind of break it down a little bit. The Lord is my life. In difficult times, we often look to other things in our life to be our light, the guiding force of our life. What are some things that you might replace God with that light your way? Of your life, when when difficult times come, when trouble comes your way, in your life, do you turn to friends? Some people, or maybe social media. A lot of times, we turn to sinful patterns to kind of cope with difficulties in life. It could be alcohol, drugs, sex, all kinds of negative things. That instead of the light being through Christ to light our way, we turn to other things. Really, really, the question is, what are the influences of your life? When you face trouble, the last year. What is influencing your life? That, that's really what this passage is saying is, what is lighting the way for how you're living your life out? And then this word, the light, I, I'm thinking of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what lights into my life is the Holy Spirit of God. That, David's really saying the Spirit of God, his life influence, that lights the way for your life. If you choose to walk away from that light, darkness begins to move in. Right? If God is my light, and I begin to distance from God, the only thing that can occur is darkness takes over. It's light or darkness, right? Dark, darkness will take over our life through fear, and then the light will always expel darkness in our life. He said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. We all need salvation. We all need saved. Not just saved our soul from going to hell and making heaven, but saved in our daily activities, saved in how we approach life. We all, He's calling out to God, He is my light. And my salvation. Oftentimes, we run to other things. We run to practical saviors. Sometimes we have these practical type saviors in our life that are not so much God. They they might be. Uh, I, if, I, if I don't have joy in my life, I, that would that would feel like I'm saved. If I can have happiness, happiness is my number one thing. If I could just have happiness, I would feel save from the doom and gloom of my life. If I just had some meaning in my life, if I could just have a safe place to live and with no problems going on, I would feel the whelming, you know, safety of salvation or, or being saved. What do you turn to? Really, what is your identity? Where do you find your identity? David's saying, I find it in the Lord. My Savior could be your friends, maybe your family, your boyfriend, your popularity, your status, your good looks, yourself. There's that, is that where you find your identity, who you are, what makes you up? If it's anything less than Christ, you're going to let yourself down. But it's in who you are, what you are, people around you, what's said of you, what's, what you say to yourself, a lot of times these are where we find our identity, and those are false identities that will always leave you wanting. Our identity is in Christ. The Lord is my light and my salvation, David is saying here. David was the leader of the army that went out to save people. And this is what this guy did. This guy saved people. And he's saying, the Lord is my salvation. He, this, he's my savior. Though I might save people because I'm the leader of the commander of the army, really, the Lord is the one who saves. From your fear, from overwhelming fear in your life, whatever you're facing in your home, in your school, in your friend group, just in between these two points of your brain, the thoughts in your head, overwhelmed sometimes by fear. Weird that he said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Then he says, whom shall I fear? Is it COVID? Is it unrest in the country? Is it the divorce, abandonment, scared about the future? Your parents lost their jobs? See, fear leads to anxiety and despair. And that leads to depression. Then that, that, that leads to isolation. That's kind of a pattern I see people... So many of them are overwhelmed by fear. They're just pushed down. They're depressed. They isolate. The last place you want to be when you feel overwhelmed by fear is isolation. It's not your friend. But it's the most common go-to that we have. We want to just go hide, close the door, turn the light off. Not David here. Uh, see, fear uh, to him says, who shall I fear? He's really saying, if, if my life, if the light and salvation of my life is God, there is no one to fear. That's what he's really saying. He's not saying, whom should I fear then? Like, I wonder who it is. He's, he's, he's really saying, no, there is no one. That's the whole point. That when, when, when the light of my life is God and, and his saving grace is in my life, there's no fear. Look at this next slide. Fear is assurance that disaster is coming. That's what fear is. Fear is the assurance that disaster is coming. Fear is believing in your personal defeat. That's what fear tells you. You sign up for When you live in fear, and that's the ruler of your life, you're signing up for your personal defeat. Fear is a polluted stream that flows through your brain and shadows the light of hope for your life. That's what fear does to our life. David goes on and says, The Lord is my stronghold. In case you didn't catch what I'm trying to say, let me add something to it here. The Lord is my stronghold, or the refuge of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? Another question. He's really saying, because the Lord is my stronghold, there, there is no one to be afraid of. Now, for David, he's, uh, he's, he's running for his life. His army is fractured. He's on the side of a mountain in a, in a little cave, and he, he hides into it. He calls it the stronghold, where he can be hidden from the enemy that's coming to kill him. He, he's got a few good men is all. There's a massive army coming. Their whole goal, sent by Saul, is to kill David. He has every opportunity to fear. I mean, I would be afraid. He says here, the, the, now, physical stronghold is this little cave he's in. But in his heart, the Lord is my stronghold. You ever been in that place? Where you might feel a little bit safe if you, if you can't, you know, like somebody's after you and you kind of hide out in this little room. Or you, or you, or you distance yourself from, from bad people and you kind of find a new friend group. And we try to find... Physical places that are our stronghold, our refuge to hide from the enemy and the bad people and those who try to harm me. But the best place where where David found was the Lord is my stronghold. It's in my heart. He's the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? He's really saying if God's light, his spirit is shining into my life and he has saved me from my sins and that light always leads me to his refuge that shelters me, there's absolutely nothing to fear so the question is, to you and to me, is is my life overwhelmed with fear? Because it, 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 is, it is light and hope in Christ, or it's fear. And, and sometimes we've got to just take a reality check. Where do I see myself in light of all that? When life is breaking down like it does in the culture we're living in, in the, in the pandemic world, in the chaotic, chaotic you know, politics, Political crazy world we live in. There's all kinds of opportunity for people your age to look at your future and say, I am in complete fear of what it'll even look like. God is our light when we are overwhelmed with fear. Let's go on to the, let's finish with this passage Jesus Himself. He is the light. And He says this about peace, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. Now here's, here's a strong word for you tonight. If you came to this camp, and you're sitting there, and you know, you put your best face on, you got your smile, you're joking around, you have your friends, but really in your heart, you think about life, your home, your friends, your future, this country, and when you start thinking about it, fear overwhelms your life. Here's what Jesus said. He said, peace I leave for you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Now, what is he saying here? What's he trying to tell us? And the next thing he says is going to show us what he's not telling us. He says, I do not give you as the world gives, which demands the absence of conflict. So let's just break it down. In this world without Jesus, in order to have peace, like peace with the Middle East, all the conflicts have to be resolved. I'm having a fight with my best friend at school. She talked trash on me. Now I'm in a different group. For for me to have peace in this situation means that everything has to be worked out and figured out and no more conflicts. So in the world's view, to have any level of peace, all the conflicts in your life have to be resolved and ended. Jesus is saying, "That's not what I'm talking about. The peace I live you is something in your heart." Then he goes on and says, "Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid, meaning that in this life, you are going to have all kinds of opportunity to have troubled hearts, and to be afraid. That's what will come in this world. But hey, he's saying, peace, I leave you. It's an internal thing. So even with crazy COVID going on, even with conflicts around your home and your friends, and I don't know what the future's going to look like, even with all kinds of stuff, crazy bubbling on the surface, somehow, don't know how he does it. We know how he does it. You can have peace in your heart. If you came here today overwhelmed by fear in any way, from anything, I want you to know God is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? And Jesus says, this peace I give you. I have promised it to you. You take hold of it. It's a peace in your heart. It can't be explained that you can be in such maybe chaos in your world, but be at such peace at the same time. Two things he talks about, the troubled heart. Some of you, 90% of your peace is stolen by worry and fear. Economy, friends, quit liking me. They won't be, I won't make the team. Maybe I won't fit into school. See, Jesus knows that if your heart is troubled, everything in your life is troubled. It all fits together. It's something you can't fix. You can't obtain this peace. But he can, and he gave it to you. You don't got to earn it. You don't got to work for it. It's a gift from Jesus to to put in your heart, to give you peace during these troubled times. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. Fear, even more than worry, will steal your peace. Worry and fear are best friends, and they want to move into your life. They want to take from you your future and what God has for you. Some of you are so overwhelmed with worry and fear, you can't step into the life you were created to live, a life of peace with God, lightening the way. Some of us are so overwhelmed with, we just see this covering of fear. And God has this incredible life he's created for you to live. And he wants to give you that peace in your life. He wants to shine the light the way. He wants to show you he is your salvation. He is the stronghold that will hold you and guard you in the middle of all kinds of fear that should be around your life. Many fear things, they have never happened. So really we fear nothing. And that keeps our fear in charge of our life instead of Jesus in charge of our life. God is our light when the darkness of fear overtakes us. I'm going to ask Brian to come back up. We're going to just play a little background music from. We're going to do one more song before we close tonight. God is our light. Just, just, just evaluate your life. Just kind of look at your life. Think about, you know, when, you, when you're just... Just you with you, not the excitement of camp and the friends and, and all the stuff going on. Just, just you before Jesus. Like, just be honest. Is there, are, you, are you living in fear? Is, is life overwhelming? I, I probably have counseled 100 kids in the last year. One of the number one things, when we, would do, when we do their inventory of their life, of the things, the issues that they struggle with, fear is one of the one of the most ones circled of their life. And, and most of them, they can't even tell me what they fear. It's just the spiritual overwhelming of the unknown. You see, some people say, well, it's, uh, fear is the opposite of faith. That's not true. Fear is having faith in something other than Je- Jesus. We all have faith, so faith in God brings me peace. Faith in me, fear, my ability, fear my friends, So faith isn't the opposite of, I mean fear isn't the opposite of faith. Fear is having faith in something other than God. And so we want to move that from the ourself, our friends, our status, who we are, where we live, how much money we have, to in Christ, He can resolve all fear. Maybe you're living in fear tonight. I'll tell some of my story, more of my story later on this weekend, but a little piece of it was I was nineteen years old. Just a regular kid, living the life. I was, you know, football, played in the band, had my girlfriend. Started kind of declining in high school about sophomore year. You know, first it was drinking, not a big deal. Everybody drinks, but I never smoked pot, and, you know. Before you know it, I was drinking beer and smoking pot, and am like, ah, you know, but it's just pot, what's the big deal? I mean, I would never do cocaine, I mean, but beer and pot, you know, never. That's okay. And then with, within a short time, I'm drinking beer every day, smoking pot, starting cocaine. And like, where does this end? I, I and I, I don't know how it, there was a time when I was totally in control of it. And then out of nowhere, it became in control of me. Speaking to somebody, and I didn't know when that switched. All I remember is at 19, I overdosed, went in the hospital. I, they pumped my stomach, and the doctor came in and said, sir, you have burnt a hole in the lining of your stomach because all you've been doing is drinking, not eating, working at night. I was destitute because my, my girlfriend of four years went to church camp, came home and broke up with me. Man, was I, I, was, I lost my mind. I wouldn't eat, just drinking, working at night. Drinking, partying, working at night. Lost, I went out about 110 pounds. I, and, and then one day, it got a hold of me, and I overdosed. And it, I'm in the hospital, and they pumped my stomach and said, Now, we, we can't fix that. It's, you're bleeding from the lining of your stomach. Now, if your body gets enough strength, it'll heal itself. And it, if it does not, it, you, it won't. And so, I get your mom. And he walked out. I'm like, What do you mean it won't? Nineteen. Laying in a hospital bed, I'm tell you, fear overtook my life. I'm going to die at 19? This, I could actually die tonight? That was the night I decided, God, I made a deal with God, which you really can't do, but I didn't know any better. I mean, I didn't know God. I said, if you'll get me out of this, God, I'll give you the rest of my life. And it did. I woke up the next morning. There was, They had put a hose down my nose into my stomach and with that big around it was pumping blood out into a five gallon jar so all day I'm seeing this blood come out because I'm bleeding inside and they're putting blood in me to keep me alive and the next morning after I prayed that prayer I woke up and no blood was coming out of that tube I said yes and then in walked my ex-girlfriend I said yes and she said no no I'm not here to date you but I'll give you a ride to church if you want to go. Got out on a Friday morning, shriveled up that Friday night. Her and her mom came pick me up, took me to a little church in Kingsbury. They were having a revival, and gave my life to God that night. That was 39 years ago. That was the first day I experienced the overwhelming darkness of fear that was ruling my life completely removed in a moment. Maybe that's you today. And then all through those 39 years, there have been pockets and seasons of times in my life when I had it all together, nothing to worry about, and then out of nowhere something happened I couldn't explain, I couldn't control, and boom, it would come on me again. He never lets up. The devil never lets up. He wants to control your life with fear. He wants to overwhelm you. He wants to to blanket over you so you can't see the sun shining down, that you don't see the light for your path. That's what he wants for your life. But just like that day for me at 19 years old, all through the last, the next 39 years, when I got in those moments when darkness tried to overtake me and block out the light, I knew I can call on Jesus. I could be like David, up on that hill, being pursued. He had no hope. He's going to get killed. Yet he said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. I will not fear anybody. He's my stronghold of my life. There's nobody to fear. That's what he's saying. And so maybe tonight, that's what you need. It's got to come in and shine that light and move fear out. Let's bow your heads. Just so we can know if you're here and we, need to, we want to pray for you. We can't really get close to you to pray, but we can, we can pray. If you're here tonight and you're saying, yeah, I need that light in my life, I need Jesus to come right now and drive out the darkness of fear that overtakes my thoughts and my life. If that's you tonight, just raise your hand. Just ask me. When you're speaking to me, just raise your hand. Anybody else, just raise your hand. God knows He sees you, He is here for you. He said, I'll give you peace. I leave you my peace. Not like the world gives, this is internal. Even with the stuff you got going on that you brought to camp that you might take when you leave camp, the difference can be Jesus says, I will give you the peace. I will shine the light of God in your your life, and it will enlighten me in you, and it will drive out the fear. Let's all stand. Let's pray together, then we're going to do one more worship song. And as we do this last worship song, just, just let your guard down, folks. Just, just sing it out as loud as you can. Let, let's, just, let's get this camp going, huh? Let's put all the reservations behind, who's looking at who. Let's just get, let's get worshiping the God who is our light and our salvation. He's the peace of our life. Let's pray. God, we thank you tonight, opening this camp up. So grateful that we could be here. You are the light of our life. You are our salvation. We, sh- we have nothing to fear. You're the stronghold. You protect us. And so, God, we pray for these students today, especially those who raise their hand. God, speak to their hearts right now. Just Holy Spirit begin to move into their heart right now as we speak. Let them know that you have a great, bright future for them, that it's not going to be always riddled with the overwhelming fear that is there now. You can move that out. You can give them hope in hopeless situations. That's what you do because you are our light. So God, thank you Would you just begin to move in their hearts right now. Assure them of who you are and that that they're yours and you care for them. You died for them. You are the salvation of their life. That's every situation, you're their salvation also. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Continue to work this weekend as you begin to move in our hearts. Enlighten us with who and what you are. In Jesus' name.